With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning and welcome to Insight, a show about empowering our community. I'm Lorraine ballard Morrill, And this program, by the way, is sponsored by the American Association for Cancer Research. We have with us, as we do once a month, every month, Vanessa Lloyd Scumbody. She is the founder of the Literary and the African American Children's Book Fair. And once a month, she comes in with VLS Journeys to talk about books, entertainment, and travel. Vanessa, hello. Good to see you. How are you? And a happy belated birthday. I didn't say give you a shout out last September. Oh, thank you very much. I had a lovely birthday month. Now you're talking my talk because I do a month now. <laughs> so since you got a month, I might have to do like, you know, a 45 day number because I'm right dead in December and I do accept gifts, people. And please Facebook me. Uh, a lot of things that I'm doing throughout the month, travel, people I meet, I am posting it on my Facebook page. And I've been having a really interesting time these past couple of weeks. I went to the Aretha Franklin funeral. Yes, you've got some really good info about the background of what happened there with someone who can speak from experience. Yes, I met Crystal Franklin, who is daughter of one of Aretha Franklin's brothers and the niece of Aretha Franklin. She's a clothing designer. This morning, folks, sit back, grab a cup of coffee, tea or whatever you drink in the morning, just don't have no gin in it, and sit back and relax, you're going to get a a really close-up look at what actually happened behind the scenes at the funeral. All the things that I've done in my life, and I travel a lot, to be there in that moment and be a part of history was just amazing. So if you go to my Facebook page, I'm posting photographs. John Schneider took a photo of me, Selfie. Now he's on Dancing with the Stars. He's like, do you want my autograph? And I was like, I don't even know who you are. (laughs) At any rate, sit back. The people I met really inspired me. And one of those people was Crystal Franklin. And that's Crystal with an I. And she is the niece of Aretha Franklin. If you watch the homegoing services, you saw her. She made a speech. And... I got a chance to talk to her. I was at uh, one of the musical performances, the tribute performances, and I saw this woman with these fabulous T-shirts. And I said, I've got to have one of those because they were selling T-shirts up the wazoo. But this was such a classy item. And we exchanged cards. And I later found out, I looked on the card, and she was Aretha Franklin's niece. I'm honored and pleased to have you on these airways, Crystal. Good morning. Good morning. I know that you are still trying to come down from all the, the homegoing services, all the people. We were talking about some of the celebrities who were there this morning. Like you said, I didn't even know Whoopi Goldberg was there. It was just so much going on. But you are, yes, it was. Yes, but you are a designer. And we'll talk a little bit about that, of C. Franks, which is a brand built around one-of-a-kind controversial pieces for men, women, and children. So how you doing, girl? I am doing well. Again, like you said, I'm still trying to come down from all of the activities and just things that surrounded my um, aunt's home going. It was a lot for our family, and we are still dealing with things on a day-to-day basis, um, 
people are steady calling us, wanting us to attend different ceremonies, to speak, you know, just to have our presence in a lot of different activities and events that they're having, um, paying honor to my aunt. Now, you are the daughter of Reverend Cecil Franklin, who's Aretha Franklin's yes. brother, and Erling, yes. who's very well yes. known in the promotional business in Detroit. Did you sing also? If I could sing, I would not be a designer. I would be a singer <laughs> whooping in the back of my aunties. No, I don't sing. I wish I did. I didn't get the singing aspect of my family. So my father was my aunt's manager for 25 years, and when he passed, my mother kind of scooped up his business and carried it on and just being around it for so long through osmosis and great genes. I am a business lady. What was it like um, having all those celebrities? And I mentioned this also to you this morning about Smokey Robinson because I took a lot of selfies and a lot of other people <laughs> were taking selfies. And, you know, it was, it was like this historic moment. You're right there and you're meeting all these famous people, these icons, politicians, celebrities, people from all walks of life. And they wanted to document that moment. But what was it like for you? Because the finest thing I saw at the funeral was Smokey Robinson. Okay, I'm going to say that. So Smokey, Smokey and my father were best friends. They were um, voted best dressed and most likely to succeed. And Smokey was the finest of the class at Northern High School. So growing up for me, those people were family. It's not the same for me as how everybody oohs and ahs over Smokey and you know, some of the other celebrities, they're, they're my friends, they're my family. I grew up with Smokey's family, his nieces, his nephews, his cousins, his sister. His sister who raised him was like my grandmother. So, you know, I, I just consider Smokey, like I say, my father's best friend. But it was amazing to see all those people that had come out. And I was just in awe of so many people who come, just to, just wanted to be in the atmosphere uh, Minister Farrakhan, he didn't want to speak. He just wanted to be in the atmosphere. Whoopi Goldberg, Big Sean, I mean, the list, Omarosa, the list just goes all and on. Just people wanting to be there supporting us as a family. So we were just grateful for everyone who attended, for people like yourself who come from out of town. We had people that came from Amsterdam and Great Britain and all, just all parts of the world, all walks of life. So we were just grateful for everyone there to celebrate my aunt. After the lights go down and all the people go away, I'm sure that there are moments that you reflect on the legacy of your aunt. Because I sat there and people said, how could you sit for like eight hours? I said I was watching <laughs> history take place. I mean, I didn't even yes. know half the things, um, not even a tenth of the accomplishments of Aretha Franklin. It wasn't just her music. Okay, no, it was not. Definitely, that was not just, she was not a one-dimensional person at all. So, I got to ask, the controversy, okay? Because there's always some drama <laughs> in, in the middle of something. What was the family's reaction to some of the, obviously, I'm sitting there, and when you're in there, you're just reflecting on all the things that are happening in the music, like the Clark sisters. When they started singing, I still had to come down after they got finished singing that last note. But how did yes. the family react to some of the controversies that surrounded the whole homegoing service that had well, nothing to do with the family, family? Right. Well, as a family growing up in, in a uh, celebrity you know, household, we're used to the controversy. And for us, because we have so much going on and we're grieving some of the things that were more controversial to the world, 
word not even noticed by us. As far as, like, the thing with Ariana Grande, okay, I won't lie. When she walked out, I was like, did this little girl know she was coming to a funeral of a 70-year-old woman? And she got on this little itty-bitty dress. And she she even felt uncomfortable, you know, when she came out because she was pulling and tugging at the dress. And I'm sorry, her team needs to be fired because that was just a disgrace to herself. And it was a disgrace, you know, to the church and to the community as a whole. And even to her fans, even her young fans, that's not setting a great example for them. And then the whole thing with the pastor and her and all that kind of stuff, his com- his comments were out of line. Um, he was in the moment. You know, everyone was in the moment. So he just did what was on the top of his mind, maybe not in the best judgment. And then as far as the eulogy, so I'm not going to lie to you, Miss Vanessa. By the time that got to the point, I was so sleepy and so tired and so famine for food. Everything he was saying was going one- in one ear and right out the other. And I haven't had a chance to sit down and rewatch the funeral, and I'm not sure if I ever will in the next five to six months. It may take me two years to even go back and relive that whole moment. You were in the moment. And you know what? I I said that to someone. You're there. You're tired. You're hungry. And a 50-minute eulogy, you like thinking, is this the time I take my bathroom break? Do I go out and get some fresh air? But you know what? I had you on this program because we could talk about, we could dissect the funeral, the flowers, you know, what Diana Ross brought, the whole thing. But... I want to talk about your clothing line. And I got a few okay. seconds to do that because I know you're going to Morocco tomorrow to Marrakesh. Yes. Got to send you some great places <laughs> to go. That's one of my favorite places. But you have a, a T-shirt line. Don't leave out anything, okay, but you so got about three minutes to do that. Okay. <laughs> n- not a problem. So the clothing line is called C. Franks. It's one of a kind conversational pieces. And I like to be different when I go out and I don't want to look the same as everyone else. So the remix jackets, the remix uh, T-shirts and all that kind of stuff came out of that. The ID Detroit is the T-shirt that you're speaking of. And that T-shirt highlight, highlights some of the things about our city. So it's all the closed high schools, the businesses, the fads, people, places, and things that made Detroit hot in different eras. So I have one that talks about Black Bottom, the 40s, 50s, 60s, and the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And the newest collection to the ID Detroit family is the Queen Edition. And the Queen Edition highlights my aunt's accomplishments, some of her accomplishments, some song titles, and family history. I wanted people to understand that she was more than just a singer, that she dedicated her life and everything, you know, to her craft, to the business. I wanted people to understand that, you know, she was a civil rights activist. She gave as much as she could for 50 years. You know, she started as such a young young woman in the business, and she paved the way for all these young girls to be out here now. If it wouldn't have to be for her, we wouldn't have the Beyonce's, we wouldn't have the Angie Stone, we wouldn't have the Mary J. Blige's. So, you know, I just wanted to leave my mark on the world because, again, I'm not a singer, and I wanted to give my contribution to the world and what, you know, my city, Detroit, where I was born and raised, means to me and also about my aunt. You can find me across all social media platforms under C. Frank. So that's C-F-R-A-N-K-S. And my website is uh, cfranksoriginal.com. And again, if you go to the website, you can see all of my work. You can see pictures. You can see interviews. And you can just get a grasp of what my business is about. Crystal, I know you are going to be doing great things. I understand that you also are going to be selling official merchandise at the tribute that Clive Davis is doing. And Live Nation (laughs) is producing that program and you will be selling the official merchandise, correct? Yes, I'll be selling merchandise at that event. 
Also, the event that you went to in Detroit, that musical tribute at Shane Park, now is called the Aretha Franklin Amphitheater. So I'll also be selling merchandise there, and eventually those products will be online so that you can get some of that merchandise online if you're not able to make it to any of the events or if you're, you know, you're not able to make it to the Aretha Franklin Amphitheater. Well, folks, I was so glad to see the products that she she sold, and I'm looking forward to buying one myself because I know I'm supporting the Aretha Franklin legacy. And yes. Crystal, enjoy yourself in Marrakesh. You're going to have a ball. And we'll definitely um, be looking for you. Thank you, Crystal, and have a great trip. Thank you. Thank you so much. We come to one of my favorite parts of the program, and that is what is Philadelphia reading. My guest this morning, I've been on the hunt for trying to get her on the show for at least two years. She's the former Philly Poet Laureate. Her name is Yolanda Wisher, and she is currently the curator of spoken word for Philadelphia Contemporary. And she is actually in an artist retreat in Colorado. Welcome to the Airways. Thank you for having me. What exactly is a Poet Laureate? A Poet Laureate is an ambassador um, for poetry, a spokesperson for poetry, in Philadelphia, um, we tend to be ambassadors for poetry, but also people who are community organizers and activists. You're part of a collective that has uh, part of a new, um, I would say, like a mall or some sort. How would you how would you describe it? This area that they built on the uh, waterfront. Well, it's a new public park in Philadelphia that's built on an old municipal pier that's been out of commission for many years. And it's really unique because it's going to include 14 artist studios, and I'm one of the artists who's, who will have a studio in there. And um, the point is to really engage the public in the process of art and to really welcome people into um, what art is and how they could be engaged with it. Let's do the thing that I love to engage people. What is Philadelphia reading? What book are you reading? I'm actually reading a book called The Social Life of DNA um, by Alondra Nelson first book you read? Roots by Alex Haley. Best book you read? Corrigadora by Gail Jones. Worst book you read? Probably The Scarlet Letter, Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Ooh, I know he's like crying over there in the corner getting all that money. <laughs> I know he's probably mad. <laughs> Your go-to author? James Baldwin or Lucille Clifton. Gotta pick up his new children's book. Buyer or borrow? Definitely buyer. What book should everyone have in their library? Their Eyes Are Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. Fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. You have a literary dinner. Name three people you must have. Gene Toomer, the author of Kane, Bob Kaufman, the beat poet, and Octavia Butler, the sci-fi writer. Well, thank you so much, Yolanda. And by the way, folks, poetry is on the rise. There's only more poetry books than ever before. So if you got some, something hidden in that little corner that you've been wanting to put out, now is the time to go for it. As always, continue to read. Buy a book and have a blessed day. That was Vanessa Lloyd's Combody. She comes in to us once a month, every month, with VLS Journeys. Next up, we talk about the strength of the Black family and what we can do to make it stronger. The Black family is alive and well, and there are organizations out there that are working to make it even stronger. And one of those organizations is the Philadelphia chapter of the National Association of Black Social Workers. They're having an annual conference, Nurturing and Healing, Identifying and Building Resilience in the Black Family. It's happening on October 18th, and we're going to tell you all about it with two members of a Philadelphia chapter, the National Association of Black Social Workers. They're right here in the studio with us. Vivian Marshall Drayton, she's president of the Alliance, and also the recording secretary, Barbara Davis. Thank you both so much for joining us today. 
Thank Thank you you so much for having us. Well, let's begin by, first of all, describing the organization. Tell us more about what the Philadelphia chapter of the National Association of Black Social Workers is all about. Yes. This chapter is devoted to the uplift and to the progress of black people. That is our focus. Uh, We were founded in 1967. So we've been around over 50 years and we're happy about that. But our focus is to make sure that the community is aware of resources, but also that the community is also aware aware of what they're able to do for themselves. Mm -hmm. And we do that through education. We do that through resource development. We do that through sharing and helping any way that we can. We also are very concerned about generations to follow us. So we have student chapters and various colleges in the uh, Delaware Valley area, and we're happy about that because those students then move us forward. Those students who are entering the field of social work and so forth, that they are able to recognize their responsibility, not only in the workplace, because our mission and our code of ethics states you should be working outside of work so that you're doing something that's going to be positive for others. But let's turn to you, Barbara. Now, the uh, Alliance is having this conference, and it's all about nurturing and healing resilience in the black family. What are some of the challenges that you feel uh, we're facing, and what are some of the ways in which this conference will help with the healing and nurturing? Some of the workshops that we're going to have are they're going to deal with um, racism and some of the race problems that um, people of color face every day, there's a lot of elder abuse. And social workers work in um, the different places where elderly live and and go. So, so that's something that we're going to talk about. And fatherhood. Fatherhood is so important because a lot of men of color are they're stigmatized as not being good fathers or not being there. But there are a lot of fathers who are trying to make a difference in in the life of their children and also in the life of other children. So it is open to all and you do not have to be a social worker, but just interested in learning more about the people that's around you and the people that you work with. Your own family can benefit from the conference. That sounds like a wonderful opportunity to get lots of tools and resources to help us all become stronger. And if people would like to attend this, do they have to pre-register? We would like them to re- pre-register um, because we want to prepare for them. <laughs> so we do, if they're interested, they can call the the numbers uh, that's on our, would you like me to give those numbers? I think you should. Oh, yes, all right. <laughs> I'm ready to do that. <laughs> okay. Um, please call 267-251-1776. Uh, you will be able to actually direct contact with our Dr. Virginia Smith, who's the chair of this conference. Or you can email vdjl at att.net or vivdrayton at gmail.com. And we'll get the information to you and make sure that you're able to be with us. Well, I want to thank you both for joining us. It sounds like a very valuable opportunity for those who are 
vitally interested in the strength of the black family to make it stronger, to create nurturing and healing, identifying and building resilience in the black family. That is the name of the national annual conference, rather, by the Philadelphia chapter of the National Association of Black Social Workers, Inc., happening October 18th from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. at Christian Stronghold Church, 4701 Lancaster Avenue in Philadelphia. And the zip, by the way, is 19131. Thank you both for very much for joining us today. Vivian Marshall-Drayton, she's president of the Alliance of Black Social Workers Philadelphia. Barbara Davis, who's corresponding secretary of this organization. Thanks for all the good work that you do. And thank Thank you you for all the good work you do. (laughs) Thank you. I'm Lorraine Ballard-Morrow. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.